sauce. Today's episode is called Saucy Living. We will discuss living in a trailer versus a traditional home and some of the perks to both. We have Ryan and myself, Dan. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us for the show. Before we get into it, Ryan, which bourbon are you sipping on? Well, today, Dan, I decided to go with a little bit of Larceny. Give it a whirl. It's a Larceny Small Batch, 92 proof. So, pretty smooth. Not too bad for a a new open bottle. Nope, not at all. For your first pour of it. Yeah, it's actually rather refreshing, I would say. (laughs) Refreshing. I like that. Um, Well, me, as I spit all over the microphone, I decided to... So you're a spitter. I am a spitter. I'm a quitter. I decided to go with the Elijah Craig Small Batch. It's a 94 proof. Uh, I'm about done with the bottle because I like it that much. This is the second one I've had. And uh, I find it to be a good sip in bourbon. So that's why I decided to pick this one because we're, you know, talking about living and easy sipping and easy living kind of go hand in hand. So I figured, why not? So you like it? I do like it. You it's love it? I wouldn't say I love it. And I you think... want some more of it? <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I tried so hard. Can't get enough of it. But you can't rise above it. Oh, that's what it is. You can't rise above it. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that little brown bottle, but I like it. I, I love, love it. it. I, I want, want some more, more of it. Yeah. So, uh, you have been living in a, a camper, a fifth wheel. Let's, let's let's call it what it is. They're camper, RV, fifth wheel, trailer. When whatever. you say trailer, people think of a double wide or single wide modular home that yeah. you bring in, take the wheels off, and then it's stationary. Right. So yeah. it's a camper. Fifth wheel or RV. Thank you very much. Right. And how long have you been living there? Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Out of the last 17 years, I've spent close to 13 years in a camper. Holy balls, man. And you, you just, you're, you're okay with it. Yeah. Totally fine with it. Hook it up and roll out. I think that is one of the biggest benefits to having a camper, RV, fifth wheel, bumper pole, whatever you got. Even if it's a pop-up, um, is that if if you go somewhere and you don't like it, you can just hook up and take off. Hundred percent. If it doesn't, if if it ain't good there, going down the street, there's another campground somewhere. Which I think is a big benefit because, like you know, you buy a house in a suburb somewhere, or you know, a city apartment or whatever it is. Those are fixed. You're not going anywhere, and to usually turn around and sell it is a pain in the ass. Yeah, especially if you got a psycho Karen living next door or maybe a maybe a narcissistic Kevin, you never know. Yeah. A narcissistic Nick. Ooh. A little alliteration. Yeah, there you go. Um a little Nicky. Um I do think there's benefits to both, whether you're in a camper or having a, a permanent house. What do you think the benefits are to you that you've had so far living in your camper? So living in a camper, I can say you tend to acquire less stuff, mm-hmm. but in reality, uh, you you get more clutter occasionally, right? Yep. Just if you're not careful, you'll get a little more clutter, but ultimately you have less area to clean. Mm. It's got everything you need, comforts of home. Right. You know, stove, kitchen, shower, the whole nine. Yep. So you have everything you need right there. Hook up when you need to and roll out. Right. right? Um, power goes out. Oh, it's okay. Let me start my generator. Mm-hmm. I still have power. Right. right? Um, 
It's very simplified. Yeah. Right. And you have the propane too. So yep. for a heat source, if you don't, so, if you had to rely on electricity, you'd be fucked. Right. So if power goes out, not only will my propane run the stove, the fridge, but also my hot water heater if mm. I switch it off of electric. Yeah, that's a that's a nice perk, especially uh, where we've gone through winter storms here before, and we were in the same campground when I first got here, mm-hmm. and that happened where the power went out, yep. and we we're like shit. You know, and you had to run on propane. I yep. didn't have a generator, mm-hmm. so I was kind of fucked in that aspect. Yep. But I did have the propane, so at least the propane was run. Right. So I and so, I was running off the battery power enough because most of the stuff was like twelve volt. Right. So until the power came back on, which wasn't too much longer, but if I had to do prolonged, I would have been screwed. I would have had to go out and buy bought an actual gas power generator. Right. I mean, two to also another perk of it honestly yeah. is a lot of your campgrounds mm. a lot of them have pools yep. a lot of them have small stores that you can go grab stuff at you don't have to go far some but, of them even have laundry mats actually most of them have laundry mats especially if it's like a good um, one like a koa right those ones are usually decked out but you're usually paying a little bit more for your lot too because of those amenities true but then you're talking like they have weekend activities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's fishing. There's all kinds of different things they provide. So, I mean, it's more than worth it. I did like the campground we were at just because it's kind of secluded. It but was, you were so close to town but and you were, didn't even right. know it. It was great because of how it was down in that little dip. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the sound was masked. You couldn't hear the road noise or anything else. And um, you were five minutes from Wilma Rudolph. Everything. Which has everything, and then you can come right back and go back. And that to was campground. Spring Creek Campground. Yep, in Clarksville. Yeah, I left them a really good review on Google when I left. Um, I mean, obviously, there's things that could have been better, but at the same time, for what it was, right, and for what you were paying, <laughs> exactly, hundred percent, well worth it. Great. I think it was really priced moderately, considering the area mm-hmm. and the influx that you normally have seasonally for the seasonal workers like the construction workers and stuff that flood the, pe- the campgrounds um super it, peaceful too it, it is and i i like that you know they didn't mind if you had your dogs or cats or you know whatever yeah. as long as you were responsible and respectful of everyone else and, i mean you know, i think we were the noisiest people there probably yeah between me you and kenny yeah yeah especially on the weekends when we create you know big old bonfire and yep. crank the music and be out there drinking but it was I think that's another nice thing about trailer living or RV living is it's a, it's a it's a community right. it, within itself you know Oh it is 100% which is different than like a neighborhood when you're in a traditional home right a lot of times like for me I'm I'm kind of antisocial yeah and so I like that's why I moved out into the country cuz I didn't want to have to deal with people right on top of me and being all about my business even though we do have a nosy neighbor yep. and he's still is in my business a lot. He's means he means well. He's a nice guy and all. Uh, just he's just a annoying. little little too much sometimes. Uh, which is why I kind of stay inside the house so I don't have to deal with it. Which is an, another problem when you buy a house is that you can't really pick your neighbors. Nope. And in a campground, if you don't like whoever's by you, you can hook up, move to a different lot or, you know, if you time it right and you get a buddy, you guys get your Lots, lots next together, to each other, yep. and then you have like a a giant lot to play horseshoes or cornhole or yep. you know whatever. Park your extra vehicles when you have a party. Man, it's and a little... another good thing about living in a camper uh-huh. is you want a weekend getaway. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? Mm-hmm. I don't need a hotel. I don't need anything. Yeah. Hook up. Bye for the weekend. Yeah, which we I remember seeing that a few times with people there. Yep. They would hook up and they would they would go to like uh, land between the lakes. Yep. And uh, just take their camper with them and then got all your stuff like you said. So you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about going in a hotel and worry about bed bugs or noisy ass people on the floor above you running around or don't have to go out for dinner. Yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. You you have your fridge, so everything's a little cheaper. Yep. Yeah, you have to pay for the lot wherever you go. But, but you're talking then, you're talking overnight week, stay like thirty dollars a night. Right. And that's max. full hookups yes. usually. And it just it de- and Wi-Fi. Again, it depends where you're at. Some of those places they give you a weekly rate. Yeah. And it's like a hundred bucks, which yep. is still cheaper than a hotel for a week, because most hotels are a hundred dollars a night, easily. So you got to figure that. Plus, you and that's not even like a hotel with a kitchen. Yeah. Now, so now you're you eating eat out, out every, every night, fucking right? night, mm-hmm. and you're spending a shit ton more money. Mm-hmm. So I think I do, I do like that aspect of camper life or trailer life or whatever people want to call it. I know trailer has kind of like negative connotation people think trailer park trash and all kinds of stuff like that when you say trailer but it is it's built on a trailer frame you know essentially now i did i did live three ish eh, three years in hawaii mm. in, a, in, in a nice housing and then when i came back from hawaii i lived in a duplex in clarksville for about a year yeah so that was my stint inside a stationary mm-hmm. stationary place i gotta say I had some really weird neighbors in the duplex in Clarksville, and I was yep. happy as shit to get out of there. Um, Hawaii was, you know, had good neighbors in the cul-de-sac I was in. We were in a little secluded cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. Had really good neighbors. We got along. We would shut down the whole cul-de-sac, cornhole, cookout, the whole nine, right? Yep. And then towards after my divorce, I moved out far side of the island mm-hmm. and moved to the furthest south point you could get. At a four-bedroom, two-story house, me and my brother Dave. Mm. Private gated community, beach access, had a restaurant on the beach. Beach access, You're talking bougie bougie and private. Private. If you weren't there, you had to have a pass from somebody who lived there. Oh, that's kind of cool. So Keeps the riffraff out uh, a little bit. Very much so, very much so. Um, But it was, uh, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. Living in a house. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I don't use 90% of this space. And I, that's where I'm at, right? So this house that I'm in is massive for a single person. And originally, the intent when I bought it, I was engaged. And the idea was there was going to be a family living in this right. thing with multiple animals. Um, and so I needed the space. Now, two years later, being single... The only people that are in a house are me and Thor 90% of the time. Yep. And now, like right now with my kid here, it's good for him because he's got places to run around in the house and whatever. But realistically, I could just live in a camper. Like if I, I, I'm considering when I come back from my trip to sell that smaller camper that I've got, mm-hmm. get a fifth wheel that's a, either a toy hauler um, because I, I kind of want to have – We'll definitely want a workshop and a right. way to haul your side by side. Right. So I would have that ability to convert that back half into like a workshop area. Um, but the downside is if I wanted to continue doing the podcasting, then I'd have to really set up that garage space as a, a podcast studio 
on wheels in a sense. Yep. So I'd have to soundproof it a little bit and do all kinds of stuff back there. So I don't know. I go back and forth on on the idea. Um, so let's put it this way with the campers, right? So used to when you went to get like a loan for a camper or RV, mm-hmm. it's a recreational vehicle, you know, they were iffy, right? Now you can get a 15-year mortgage on yep. these things just like a house, Yep. right? Because so many people have gone to tiny homes yep. and campers and RVs because most of these people now, they telework yep. and they just migrate. Which I did see, you know, when COVID happened, camper sales went through the roof because the fact that certain hotels were closing down, uh, a lot of places were, were not letting people come and stay, or people just didn't want to deal with the bullshit of having to put on the mask and and deal with all of that in a hotel, right? So you saw a lot more people moving into the campers. Yep. And the stigma kind of going away. Because there used to be a pretty bad stigma when it was like, oh, you live in a camper. You know, it's like, oh, you must be really fucking poor. It was, it was, I, w- I would say it was definitely a weird thing um, to live full time in a camper. Mm-hmm. But then it got to, uh, yeah, I live in a camper. I travel all over the United States as a welder. Right. I'm HVAC. I'm this. I, yeah. I can't tell you how many people in my years of living in a camper I've met that are HVAC, welders, right. carpenters, a lot of blue collar workers, plumbers, right? And you're talking Hard to the workers, point yeah. where some companies move their campers for them yep. just to move them to the next job site. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of big, big companies that do that as part of their relocation packages. And to be honest, <clears throat> which is cheaper than moving a whole household. I, I, granted, I had a great experience in Hawaii in my cul-de-sac, mm. right? That is not always the case. I mean, and you see it on TV all the time. Neighbor gone crazy, right? Right. Um, you know, you have that crazy neighbor that just goes and goes and goes and goes until somebody snaps and kills somebody. Yeah. But um, you don't typically have that kind of craziness at campgrounds. I mean, a lot of these campgrounds, sheriffs just do courtesy patrols, yeah. right? Well, we did have that one at... And ours, where the cops came, and they did a wellness check, and they, they pulled their guns thinking they saw somebody inside that uh, camper Yes, with a gun. Yes. It turned out he was admitted later to the VA hospital for some sort of mental instability. Yes. And then I guess he got arrested, and so his wife had to get that camper removed from the site. It was crazy. So you do see some crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But it's happens. few and far between. Right. Whereas... As long as you're in a decent... Campground. Right. But you can get up and move anytime. Right. Whereas like, once you plant your ass in a house. Yeah, it's ho- so much harder because, like I was saying, one, you have to deal with the pain in the ass of the banks to buy the, the mm-hmm. damn house, right? Or if you're renting, it's still a process. And then if you want to sell, now you got to deal with the banks again and realtors and everything else. God forbid you end up in an HOA. Uh, I avoid HOAs. I was in an HOA twice in the times that I've bought homes. Yeah. Both times I regret it. The one was a bougie one, so it was like real pain in the ass. The other one was a wanted to be a bougie, but you're only paying them like fifteen dollars a month. Did you get the lady in your front yard measuring your grass uh, no, with a ruler? No, but they would drive around and, and they would send you a little nasty gram and saying your grass needs to be mowed because like if your neighbor mowed yours and you didn't, it obviously looks like yours needs to be mowed. Right. And it's like 
Jesus Christ, leave me the fuck alone. Like, can we get on schedule here, Bob, yeah. so I can mow mine when you, you mow yours? You got too many cars in your driveway. We're having a fucking party. You didn't clear it with the HOA. Like, go away, you know? Or Like campgrounds, right? You have rules, right? right? And usually quiet times, like 10 or 11 o'clock. Mm. But if, if nobody's complaining, right? right, you roll. Yeah. And at a camp, campground, typically the way it works is, Hey, we're grilling tonight. We're going to have some yeah. drinks and grill out and listen to some music. You knock on the campers to your left and your right. Why don't you come on over? Next mm. thing you know, nobody gives a shit because right. the people that would be annoyed are now participating in your function. The thing I, I noticed, too, a lot of campgrounds is they'll have a pavilion style set up somewhere. Yep. So you can do those parties where you're a little bit out of earshot of where everyone's sleeping. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a little get-together and stay up late, you can do that without interfering. Um, I kind of, you don't really have that in a uh, housing development. Not typically, you know? unless you're in like military housing where they have something like or that. Or like a super bougie one where you're on a golf course and you use, you know, the clubhouse. And or, then some HOAs will do it too. But yeah. it's a bougie HOA. Right. But, you know, I think another nice thing about being in a house is the f- plumbing. You don't have to worry about your pipes freezing typically like you do in a in a camper in the winter months. You just let the water drip. Yeah. Which is You didn't do that. I didn't do yeah. that and I paid the price for that cuz uh-huh. my lines froze multiple times. Yep. Um which I think is an annoyance in a camper that you you really need to insulate it well if you want to do four seasons they're really Mm -hmm. meant to be three season but it's also no different than buying an old house where you have to let the water drip yeah if you have a super old house yes um where it's like the copper lines or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's an exposed basement or crawl space or something like that yeah for sure um nowadays with the pecs it's a little more forgiving which all the campers have the pecs line in them which is great for ease for right plumbing replacement yeah because I've had to do it a few times on my camper because I'm an idiot and I didn't winterize my camper and I blasted the two valves on the toilets because they froze and they didn't expand and they just break the valve in there and the water just pisses constantly. So there's a little bit, just like with a normal house, there's an upkeep schedule that you really need to stick to with campers. But the upkeep for a camper is, is a, a lot, lot less. less and it's much more do-it-yourself able. Yeah, for sure. Right? If I need to change a water line, mm-hmm. I can access almost every single yep. hose, every yep. single access. If I need to change fuses, if I need to change, do this or that, right? 90, I will say 80% of the stuff, right? Right? Is simple, Simon, easy to do. Yep. Right? And even if you don't want to do it, you can usually find a mobile RV mechanic mm-hmm. that'll come out and do it. Like, yep. it's too easy. But before I forget, you know what I think of when I think of HOAs? Mm-mm. I think of that uptight, really prissy woman <laughs> who is coming to your door and complaining with a yardstick about the height of your grass mm-hmm. or that your roses aren't just so-so, when in really what it boils down to is she is not satisfied at home and she just needs a good dick down. Yeah. She's just looking for something. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So in in turn of not being taken care of at home, she is actually, you know what? Usually when I say not being taken care of at home, I'm saying this woman's not even married. Because well, no man depends, wants to put have... up. No, I'm saying no man wants to put up with her. 
She's just that I super mean, Karen. In the military housing, you have those dependas that. Well, we're my not husband is so and so. You need yeah. to listen to what I'm telling you. You're, you're that's different. It's different. That's but similar. That's, 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 that's using rank. That's using rank. But what I'm getting at when I think of HOAs, right, yeah. is I think of this unmarried woman yeah. who let her career, her career, and everything just to obsess her. Mm. So she's all alone, and all she can do is just take it out on your grass. Yeah, I guess you know. But really, what she wants is you to take it out on her ass. Yeah. Probably take the ruler and use yeah. it on her butt. Right. And then that one time you do that. And next thing you know, she's like, your lar- your yard looks great. And it's like a foot tall. Yeah. You have the best yard in the HOA. Speaking of plumbing. In a Is house, yours not working right? No, I, mine works fine. <laughs> but I'm thinking you were saying in a, in a camper, it's easy to access. In yes. a house, it's a pain in the ass because sometimes you have to cut through drywall. Yep. And that is not. That's not an easy job because now you got to fucking cut up drywall, repaint, repaste, all that bullshit. That goes and then along. some things you have to be careful of because of uh, coding. You so, have to hire a plumber. So dumb. It's so fucking Just dumb. like electrical because of some yeah. electrical stuff, you have to hire an electrician. So yep. it's up to, up to code. Yeah. Which reminds me of there's something I've got to pay for next year out in the front yard. I get that explosion proof box put in where the septic is that they didn't do. Yeah. So if we do have... A spark out there. We don't have a bomb in the front yard. That'd be hilarious if it did go off, though. As long as we, I'm far enough away, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it's probably just below a hole in the the concrete down below the ground. I don't know. It depends on how big the boom is. You might get some shrapnel in your bedroom. That'd be interesting. I'll I'll sue the builder if I can find him. Um, his mail still comes here. No, that's just the guy who used to live here. That's not the builder. Oh, so it's the guy before him. Yeah, the guy before him built the house. Um. And I think that's another thing. You can get a lot of these campers customized, too, if you're willing to wait. Because I've seen somewhere where if you, you can custom order them and have whatever interior put in and, you know, all right. kinds of different stuff. So, like, for instance, a lot of them come with this standard. Yeah. Um, you don't. <laughs> the base model uh, shit. It's, uh, not even, it's like particle board. Yeah. Right? It's like what most yep. of your cabinetry and everything is yeah, made of, right? Yeah, that wood. Right. And, so, um, like, you go in my camper, Yeah, everything in it is hardwood. Uh-huh. Right? It's not particle. It's not patchwork. It is hardwood, right? Yeah. It was top tier when it was purchased. Yeah. Which right? makes it heavier. It, it is much heavier, right? Um, But it's all hardwood. Uh, the carpet, I don't like, especially with me having dogs. I would much rather rip all that carpet out and put it in hardwood. I just haven't mm. figured out yet how the hardwood will work with the slides coming in and out. I don't want to cut grooves in, so that's something that can be figured out later. But there's yeah. so much you can do to a camper, and it's so easy. Oh, I don't like this color. Okay, right. well, then take the time to do a little sanding and paint, and you're done. Do you have slides in the living room? Section? Yes, I have two slides in the living room. Mm. And one in the bedroom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are there... Metal grooves there yes. in the carpet? No. No. How do those slides go in and out? They there? go under the carpet. Oh. So you'd have to just have a passageway with that? I would have to rip the carpet up and see what's underneath. You probably could just lay it right on top of whatever the carpet's on top of. Right, but I would have to rip the carpet up and make that determination on what it is underneath. Probably just a piece of plywood, I would guess. Probably. It's like got, uh, what's that, thin board? Feather strips or... Uh, We're getting off topic, but that cedar yeah. that I got at the property, 
cut that, plant it down nice and thin, would probably look gorgeous and smell great. Yeah, you probably use all the shit that's in the garage. We just plant. Yeah, out. but I've got like. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we're getting off topic here, people. I do think that's something a benefit to homes is that you can do a lot more customization to a home than you can in a camper. You've got a lot more flexibility. I think it's more that you have more areas to customize in right. a home, whereas in the camper, the area you have is the area you have. Right. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go around hanging a bunch of stuff no. in the walls because then I risk puncturing the right. side of my camper, right? Yeah. you got to um, use a lot of 3M hangers. Right. So you got to, you know, there's stuff like that. Right. But ultimately... If you're able to simplify down, mm. um, and being in the military, I will admit, you don't get a simplified down as much as other people on a camper because you've got six tons of gear you're dragging around everywhere. Yep. Which is why most people end up with a storage unit. Right. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I've lived in it with my ex-wife and her son, mm. and then I've lived in it with me and the dog, so... How did and that work? That I, was that same one you were in right now? No, much smaller. Oh my It was actually God. a 32-footer with a bunk section in the back. Gross. So, I mean, it worked out good for three years. Yikes. Almost. Yeah. I mean, it... Yeah, dude, I Dude, my next-door neighbor, before you got to the campground, mm. four kids, two dogs, nope. him and his wife. Nope. It was already miserable with me the ex and her daughter and the fucking four pets in there. That was that was too much. Five slide outs. Oh. Fifty two feet. That's a monstrous camper, one. But And two. she remodeled the entire inside because she was a home decorator and got bored. Yeah. Well, uh that one lady, Chris and Marissa, mm-hmm. she, they redid the inside of theirs. They look really nice. Yeah. I don't know that they redid it. I think they got my neighbor who redid hers because they were friends to do it. Well, either way, it, yeah. it got it got remodeled inside yes. theirs. It 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 looked way better than what what you would get at Camper World. Oh, hundred percent. Um, because that's one thing I don't like about mine is it's got that, like like vinyl interior seating shit. Yep, and that stuff sucks in the summer and the winter because you know it's just you stick to it. Or you freeze on it. You got to put blankets over it. If you have any animals, they scratch it or puncture it. Yep. So, if anything, I, if I were to do it again, I would try to get something where it's upgraded, where it's not that shitty, pleathery, whatever. Right. Uh, uh, another issue that we have in campers is the possibility for mold. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. When you have the mold in a house, there's a lot more effort that goes into it to get rid of mold. Like, I had right. to have the mold abatement here because it got out of control in the crawl space. Right. In a camper, you usually can get to it wherever the mold is and, and treat it yourself with a, a fungicide or whatever. But a house, it's, again, kind of like where you have to hire a plumber. You've got something that massive. You're not doing that yourself. you got to hire somebody. And it's expensive. It was fucking like 60 grand to have all that. Well, it's 30. I think it was 30 grand. Yeah. Cause they had to do all the vents, everything, the air conditioning units. They had to clean out every damn thing, pull out all the old insulation. that was on the flooring, which I noticed the floors are a lot colder because they got rid of that insulation. It was between the rafters. Yeah. But they did encapsulate the, 
the crawl space. So it's a lot cleaner down there. Right. There's no smell or there's no mud yeah, to step nobody on. wants anything smelly or muddy when you go down there. I'm yeah. just saying. If I'm going down and it's smelly and muddy, right. uh, we need to visit the doctor. Yeah, so now now it's a lot cleaner down there for this house. and I, I, don't, I think they should do that with every new build. That should be a, a mandatory thing. You should never, they should never just leave it gravel. and. I guess it depends on where you are. I don't care where you're at. It should always be encapsulated. I mean, what I'm getting at is, like, I don't think in Arizona it matters much. It's, I, you still get rain. I, I get what you're saying, but I still so, don't think it matters as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think every house, when it's built, it should be a code now where you have the smart draining that goes around the, the, the perimeter yeah. of the foundation. One, it helps with erosion. Yeah. And two, it takes the water where it needs to actually fucking go, the low spot, without... Causing, oh, your your backyard sucks. Yeah, without causing any erosion issues under the house, because w- without that smart train that's under there right now, that would be a huge problem. So that's something you don't have to worry about in a fucking camper. So there's a there's a perk there, right? Oh, very. Where you, like, you know, if you have uneven ground, all you do is change your jack levels and everything else, and you're fucking right. You're golden. You buy a house that's lopsided or sinking, you're you're fucked. You got to. Spend thousands of dollars to get that fixed. What I what I don't like about houses nowadays, right, is so you say so you come in and do dirt work, right? Yep. So if I come in and I fill in, right? Mm-hmm. Just fill dirt, yeah. Right? And I do I, and I fill in. Mm-hmm. If I come in and cut, I can build almost immediately. Right. If I come in and fill, yep. You were supposed to allow, and I forgot, but it's, There's an, a time it's an and it's an absorbent amount of time. Yeah, because it's, like it's absurd. It's like a year. I think it's actually more than a year that you actually have to allow that fill dirt to settle and do its normal thing before you build on, right? And they don't do that. Well, they come in, they do what they need to do, and just boom, 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 boom. Well, we saw that And then here. you watch as they settle, the yep. cracking in the joints and all this other stuff yep. in the drywall. Yep. And people are like, why is this happening? It's because you bought a house that they built on fill dirt mm-hmm. that they didn't allow to settle. And the next thing you know, your foundation is cracking. Well, it's because what happens is, all the, like here, for example, you have all these influx yeah. of out out of state people, right? Yeah. So they like never saw new houses. They never saw the condition of the lots that they're moving on to. Right. And they think, oh, well, this is pre-existing mountainside property. They didn't have to do anything. No, they, we watched them do all kinds of crazy shit oh, yeah. to get those to uh, a lot that was buildable. Yep. But it was a rush job on almost every single one of them. And even the ones that are down in that low spot, that was like a floodplain. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering <laughs> at what point some of those houses are going to start sinking and they're going to have all kinds of structural issues. And those guys are, those builders are either going to be in litigation or whatever. Uh, again, another thing you don't have to fucking worry about when you buy a camper. Oh, so, it's uneven. Let me change my jack level. Yeah, or go move right? to a new fucking lot. Exactly. You know, I do like that about the flexibility of a camper is that if you don't like something, you just move or you trade it in and get a different one. It's a lot easier than, you know, buying and selling a home. You know, you know, it's funny what I hear the biggest, the biggest, uh, what reason why I don't like living in campers like this is what I hear usually is they're too small. It depends on what you get. Like but that's, mine, that's usually the reasoning is yeah. they're too small. And what? I'm like, really, really? Cause you can get a 52 footer right. with five slide outs, two bathrooms, 
three bedrooms, a giant kitchen, like this whole paddy wagon kind well, of thing, you know, right? Those are people that live in 2,000 to 3,000 square foot home. Yeah, a camper is small. But it, then you see those people living in a two, like a 2,000 square foot home, right? Uh, it's two people. Right. And you're like... Or you see the people that are in these uh, high-rise apartments in like Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. And they're spending three grand a month. Mm-hmm. And they're living in less space than what your camper is. Right. Square but footage, then, square footage But wise. see, this, this is where that differs, though, is because a lot of those people, one, are paying for... Location. Access to yeah. the location. Oh, I get that. Right? So that's. But that's, they have a campground in Nashville. It's like right outside Grand Ole Opry area or whatever. Yes, but it's. So you're super yeah. still. You're still super close to Nashville. You're not. So if you notice over there by Grand Ole Opry, there's no high rises. No. There's. Right. It's all downtown, right? right? So if I'm paying that. I'm paying that because I want to be downtown. I want to be able to walk to bars. I want to be mm. able to walk to the. Whatever nightlife they got That's going on. That's another good thing with campers. You uh-huh. can boondock. Yep. So you don't even have to worry. Like you, like you have that generator, so you could literally park anywhere. I mean, you can park in Walmart's parking lot for free. Well, people do that all the time, like when they're traveling cross country yeah. or whatever. But I'm saying, like, I could drive. We could hook um, up and drive to Nat- to Walmart's parking lot. I, when I had to take mine to Camper World for work, uh, that needed to be done on it, I parked in Camping World's parking lot that morning because I got there yeah. early. I slept in my camper, and then when they opened in the morning, I just walked out of my camper right to the door. I was like, hey. Okay. They, yeah, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I thought that for sure somebody was going to be like, what are you doing sleeping in our parking lot? But they didn't say shit. I mean, if 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 I'm in my camper in a camping store parking lot of any kind, <laughs> right. and you come out and have a problem with it, yeah. fuck you. You just lost my business for eternity, and I'm <laughs> posting a nasty <laughs> review. Yeah. Um. I think I think there's a lot to be said about being comfortable with living in a camper too. Um you have to have a level of you kind of have to be a little bit of a minimalist. Well, that but I was thinking thick skin, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to you take a lot of barbs from people like, "Oh, you live in a camper?" Like, Some people, you- I mean, I'll say I'll say in the last yeah, but I'm just saying, you Four know, years, typically nobody girls, cares anymore. Yeah, but typically girls aren't going to be so, if they're uppity, they're going to be really like, you live in a camper? You'd Those, be amazed at how many single women I've encountered at the campgrounds now. Yeah. Because they're traveling nurses. Well, now, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, or. But that's what I'm saying, like, the culture is changing. Or even, like, some welders that yeah. are women and stuff, because it's like, hey, I'm moving for my job. But traditionally... Like, you know, that's people, actually what my cousins want to do people, once they finish their nursing degrees Yeah, is get a camper. I think traditionally, though, you, you have people that that didn't do the campground experience growing up. Oh, absolutely. And so they already have a preconceived notion that, you mm-hmm. know, you, you're either trailer trash, like I was saying before, you're super poor or something. Or you grew up in a house that's 2,500 yeah, square or feet. or something weird's going on. There's a big red flag to them that you're living in a camper and you don't have a real house. Right. Um, But that's not always the case. And it's just some people's preference. They and then the they funny thing the is, is, what I look at footage. is like, I live in a camper, right? Mm-hmm. A large portion of people rent. Yep. Okay. You're paying probably double my camper payment. Yep. Maybe even triple. And you don't even own it. 
and you don't own it. Yep. Now it makes sense so, if you are military, so, right? Right, but so so who's 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 the, the dummy, dummy yeah. here, yeah. Who's the dummy now? Right. And if you're right? smart and you can take that money that you're saving from not paying a, a mortgage or and a clear out debt and all kinds of other stuff, right? You clear out debt. You can save it for when you retire. You want to build a right. big house or buy a lot to build a house later. Um, I think that would be the wise choice for a lot of people coming up now. I would try to even convince my son, like, hey, dude, when you get of age, you'd be wise to just get yourself one of those small pull behind campers. That's got a bed, a shower, toilet, a small kitchenette inside, or even a full kitchen, whatever. He only needs like a 15 footer. It's just you, dude. You know, it's the same size as like a dorm room would be in college. Right. And just live in that. Like if I if I would have known about this back in the day, I would have bought one when I was going to college the first time around. Right. And just lived in a fucking camper. Because that would have been way better. You don't have to worry about all the, the issues that go on with living in the dorms and everything else with the fucking RAs and all the noise noise complaints right. and nosy people and everything else. Having to deal with, like, checking your IDs because you got to, you know, do you actually live in this dormitory? I yeah, mean, especially I if do. you have a job that allows you to do nothing but telework. Yeah, absolutely. I would My absolutely opinion, do if, that. If you are a full-time teleworker yep. and you're not living in a camper or you're at least not having a camper and moving or an around, RV, yeah. Right? You're out of your mind. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. I am being paid to work five days a week or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they and don't care where I'm at. not be in the office yeah. and they don't care where I'm at. Oh, I'd be traveling everywhere. Why would I not travel? Now, it makes sense why some people don't because if they have a family and they don't want to uproot their kids constantly That's from understandable. Schools, That's understandable. That's understandable. But if you're a single person or a single, like a couple with no kids. Yep. And you're both telecommuting, why the fuck would you not? Like, that's a perfect benefit to having an rv or a camper is that that flexibility to just travel around and right. see new spots whereas when you have a house you're usually locked in you know like they usually say you know your house poor because a lot of people what they do is they overextend themselves and they get these homes and then you're fucking stuck inside of it yep forever you know like 30 year mortgage <laughs> yeah I'm like we're gonna this is our forever home like yeah you're probably gonna die in it because you have to pay on it for 30 fucking years idiot but. Listen to Tom Sulek and do a reverse mortgage. Oh, thank you. Is that what that is? A reverse mortgage? Yeah, is that what he advertises? Yeah, there's all kinds of yeah. dumb, dumb shit that they do these days for that. Um, but I don't know. I think I think we covered quite a bit of the perks and the downsides to But really what you what we've just discovered is there's very little downside to living into a camper. Oh, I never said there was a great downside. Like really the downside like is that, people yeah. Just not understanding living in a camper and how like, simple, yeah. but at the same time, how convenient it is. That's because there's so much stigma. Everyone, it's always the rat race mentality. Bigger, better, faster, newer. Keeping up with the Joneses. All that mm-hmm. bullshit. It's mm-hmm. just noise. It's or all Or you're bullshit. the Jeffersons and you're moving on up yeah, to you know? the east side. And I get having aspirations and goals. Like, I I get it. I went through that most of my life of, like, I got to have a bigger, better you know house. I got to have a bigger, better car. I got to have bigger, better whatever. Um, not necessarily is it needed. It's right. just it's a it's a it's a ego massage. Now, like, don't get me wrong, right? I plan on retiring in a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I plan on having a stationary planted house that I'm going to build. Right, right. But for me, at that point, okay, I'm retired. I know where I'm going, right? And, and I'm going to be here permanently. Yeah. 
now it is time for me to have a home here, mm-hmm. right? But if I'm going to keep moving for my job, yep. why? Yeah. I because think, now I either have to rent it yeah. and hire somebody to manage it, or I have to sell it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who make good money doing that flip-flop stuff or renting properties. And there's nothing that says you can't live in a camper and still have a workshop on your... If you have a, a property that you're living on. There's, there's a lot of people that do that. Oh, yeah. They'll bring in a camper. Next thing you know, somebody just sold the, bought a piece of property. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, there's a camper on it. Yep. month later, there's a workshop on it. Mm-hmm. A year later, there's finally a house on it. Yep. Right? So it's, it's another good idea for people that are afraid of, you know, oh, this is going to take forever to build a house on this lot or whatever. We could buy a camper, live on the camper, on the property while your house is being built. There's nothing that says you can't do that. And then now you have a camper for... Weekend excursions. Yep. Family trips or whatever. Or a guest comes over. Or a guest comes over. I, I've offered that up several times. Yep. Like, hey, if you want, you can stay in my camper. If you don't want to stay in the house, like, whatever. Or I'll stay in the fucking camper and you can stay in the house. I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I told people that. Like We, even we watched the Super Bowl in your camper. We did. We did. It was a fucking good time, though. You know? It was convenient. Um... Uh, that's another thing. There's a lot of these campers. They come pretty decked out with technology. They do. You know, there's they're outdoor ready. speakers. They're riding. The they are one hundred party ready. Ready to do whatever you need. They are party ready. I do like that. You know, with the the awning and the lights underneath the awning, that's perfect. You know, and then uh, the outside, like mine's got the outdoor kitchen with the fridge and everything out there. So it's it's totally out. It's totally party ready. You know, I do like that about the campers. Not a lot of downsides. There but really isn't. No. So, with that, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Always wrap it up. I don't always wrap it up. That's why I have a kid. Fair. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to roll with it, you know? Sometimes you just got to wrap that rascal. I wrap that rascal. Wrap that rascal. Well, that wraps it up for us here at Bourbon Sauce. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. The more you like and share, the better the chances are we can grow the channel. Plus, the algorithms love it. Also, check out our Instagram page at www.instagram.com forward slash bourbon sauce where you can see clues on upcoming episodes as well as see photos that pertain to our podcast. And you can message us there to give feedback and interact with us. Hope you come back. Until next time, enjoy your favorite beverage and get sauced. Cheers. Cheers.